Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Novel Universe with your hosts, Don and Ashley. And today we are starting 2022 with The Iron Widow by Sharon J. Zhao. Hopefully we are doing this. We're going to preface just like everybody else. If we are butchering these names, we apologize. I kind of did some research. And before we start the pod, Ashley and I are going to play a fun game because Ashley butchers names. <laughs> uh, yeah. I like some seasonings. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have a little fun pronunciation game called Ashley. How did you pronounce this name? <laughs> Um, I want to buy a vowel. I want to buy a vowel, please. Oh, no. There's a lot of vowels in here. It's just that they're alphabet. I'm a dumbass and it's like, oh, all alphabets are American English. Because I did the same thing. That's why I've, I've jacked up all of these names. Dope. Yeah. All right. Normally, I would give, I would read Ashley or I would read the synopsis. Um, so that's what we start with. We do our synopsis and we start with our dislikes of the book and our likes, and then we will go into a spoiler edition, so we will let you know when we will be spoiling the book. The beginning of the pod will be spoiler-free, um, and we usually start with the Goodreads synopsis, but I don't feel like reading that, so I'm going to wing it. Hopefully, I get this right. You probably already know what the book is about, but this is Chinese-inspired fantasy slash science fiction, where our main character is sick of the patriarchy, and she decides that she is going to kill the man who killed her sister. Uh, this has been described as a cross between Handmaid's Tale with Pacific Rim, which it Pacific Rim, which is very accurate. Usually those are not correct at all, but this is quite accurate. So if you are familiar with those movies, then you kind of have an idea of what this is about. And that's all I'm gonna say. All right. <laughs> Uh, before we get into what we thought about the book, like our rating, let's play our fun game. So I purposely left her name out of my little synopsis because I want to see how Ashley pronounced her name. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Z oh gosh. Zaytan? No. So like I said, I was using American English and I was pronouncing her name Zershien because of T-I-A-N is Xian, but it's, it's, it's like, it sounds French almost. Z-T-N? Z-T-N? Like a Zatar? Huh? <laughs> like Zatar? No, like Z-T-N. 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 Yeah. So, it's, so if you say it like in French, maybe it'll work. Huh? Maybe if you say it like we're French, it'll work. Yeah. Z-T-N. Yeah. Z-T-N? Z-T-N. Tien. Tien. Okay. <laughs> All right. What about her, her friend? <laughs> Shimu. <laughs> Not him, the other one. Her friend? The dude or the girl? She didn't have any female friends. She had one. The one that starts with a yeah. Y. Oh. Oh, shoot. Um, I know... Your, your <laughs> no, I, I was pronouncing it Yeezy. I was like, he was, he was Kanye West up in this piece. No, it's Iger, close to that. 
So the Y is an I sound. Yeah, I know. I don't. I jerk something like that. I'm like looking at how they how they spell it. it that's not right. Yiz 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 Hi How did you say it again? It's either Iger or Iger, but I think it's Iger. Iger. Yeah, Iger. Okay. And then I'm call him Y. The other person will be S. <laughs> And then the other guy is Shermine. Sure. Shermine. Not like shit. How did I pray? Shimon, I think is how Shimon, I think is was how I was pronouncing it. Mm, yeah, me too. I was pronouncing it like G-Min from BTS. Yes. It's not. It's Sherman. Shermine. Shermine. Yeah. Okay. I'm so sorry to anybody that speaks this language. I apologize. This is my naiveness in American language that, yeah, we suck. <laughs> and then the K, the QI is pronounced Chi, not Key. I was saying Key. It's Chi. I was even saying that wrong. I think I was saying Chi. Well, good for you. I think you're I saying Chi. But that's because I don't know why, actually. I have no idea. Maybe I maybe I read it in another book and it, it referenced the chi, your center inner spirit realm. Yeah. Heard that before. Yeah. Cool. Okay, that I didn't suck on. I knew it was chi. <laughs> All right. So Ashley, what did you rate this book? Oh god. <laughs> I have had such a hard time writing this book because there was something that happened very frequently on in this book that I automatically like did a Dawn thing and dropped a whole star rating. Cause I was like, Nope, Nope. Mm -mm." And I was, I literally audibly out loud was like, are you kidding me right now? Because Mm -hmm. just the way that the book starts, it is a rolling engine. It like, we are going and moving through the whole entire process. And yeah, anyway. Um, so I overall, gave it a three to a three and a half because I really wanted to hate this book because of some things I really I I, and it was because of that instance like I automatically had this like production that the book was going to continue in a really bad spiral um so when I was doing when I read through it I was like well maybe it's me. Like maybe I'm the problem rating it and I just don't appreciate it for what it is. So like I gave it a higher rating than I really wanted to give it yesterday. I wanted to give it a two and a half. Ooh. Yeah. But, but when I was like going through everything, I was like, okay, like three, three and a half. Oh, uh, that's about as high as I can go. I can't go any higher. What did you rate it? <laughs> um, I did the same thing you were doing. I was really excited about this book because it has a really high rating on Goodreads and people are giving it a five and it was a lot of like, oh my God, this book is great. So I had really high expectations and as I'm reading it, I'm like dropping stars. Mm-hmm. And so I started with a four and I was like, well, this book will probably be a solid four. It started to drop. So I gave it a 3.5 because... I do this thing where I compare it to other books. So I was like, well, I liked it better than this book. And there are some things that she did that I liked. So I feel mm-hmm. like I can't give it too low of a rating. And I did like, 
I'm not going to go into it. I'll go into it later, but yeah, three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's, you know, and like I was saying, it's, it was something that I was struggling with because I was starting to compare it to other things. And I was like, oh, that's just terrible. And I'm like, okay, maybe just give it an open mind. And I don't think I would have, if the rating wouldn't have been so high on Goodreads, because there are a lot of people that really like this book. And then there are those that are like, this is the worst book I've ever read. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I don't want to be that person. So I want, I really, (laughs) really wanted to give it all of the chances it definitely was better than more so that's fine we're not starting off on a really poo-poo you know yeah or once in our lives like this book is a good book for discussion like that's another thing that it has going for it it's a great discussion piece you might not agree with some of the different scenes that are happening or themes that are going on but that's what makes it a good book to talk about because everyone has different opinions on everything so All right. So we are going to start with our dislikes because we like to end on a positive note. So the first part of the podcast is spoiler free. So don't worry about that. We will let you know we go into spoilers, but we are going to start off with our dislikes. And Ashley, why don't you go first? What was your first dislike? So my first dislike actually is with our main character. Um, Our main character suffered from I somehow know everything overnight uh, syndrome. That is the best way I'm going to explain it without giving any spoilers. And that ultimately was the first thing that I like wrote down and was like, this book would have been great if that was not the case, because there's no backstory as to how this frontier girl somehow knows all of this knowledge that is not given to the women in this world, like the women in this world are seen as the submissive half. They don't need the information. They don't need the schooling. They need to just be exactly as we say and hope that maybe they make it in the world. You yeah, know, they're not even like, allowed to look at their tablet, like their iPad. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And so they have like the, you know, it's set in an age where there's like a ton of technology all over the place that is they have like these little like call pads if you will that gives them all the latest updates and you can google search if you will <laughs> you know so like she's not even allowed to look at stuff except when it's deemed feasible for her to do so and it's like we get to this first major part of this book it's like how how you know that x to the third power equals seven over two of the pi to the fifth blah 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 like that to me was a big no-no because now our magic has no rules, if you will. We just somehow can just pull whatever we want out of her butt. Yeah. I call, it, <laughs> I call it the smartest person in the room syndrome. There you go. Mm-hmm. And that's a deal breaker. I don't like that. Yeah. And so I agree with everything you said. Um, I just gave it a different name. And the second thing that was my problem with... Um, ZTN, ZTN, is that she doesn't have any growth. Mm-hmm. She has no character arc. It's like a straight line with a couple of bumps where she kind of learns something, but not really. And it's like, mm-hmm. I personally feel like there should be some kind of a growth in your antagonist or not antagonist. She's a protagonist, anti- she's a supervillain. So she's a protagonist and antagonist. Yeah but she still should have 
a growth somewhere and she doesn't and mm-hmm. I have a problem with that yeah um my next my my next point was just the cohesiveness with the characters like they're just when you get introduced to all of these different characters within your book, you expect them to have these midlife crises that draw them closer together, which then in turn promotes growth in them as a character or, you know, causes them not to grow at all. And then they kind of fall to the wayside. It's like our character starts off with, you know, this connection to her sister who is no longer here because her sister was sacrificed for the greater cause, you know, to fight off these Hundins or whatever. Um, you know, and there's just, it, it was just a moment in time that happens and we don't really understand why our main character is so bitter. Like she is so bitter towards everyone of the male species, <laughs> you know, and female species, if you will, as well, like them denying their rights and stuff like that. And I just, I had a big problem with that because I'm like, well, what makes you so entitled? Like you just grew up on a farm. How do you know what's going on out here? Like, how do you, you know, but like, I get it. Like you are wanting to expand your wings and state your peace and whatever. It's like, um, (laughs) I just didn't agree with it. There wasn't any, I didn't really feel like connected to the, to her, you know, what's his name? Hold on. Er, 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 I just, just say the guy's name. The Y, his name starts with the Y. Iger. Iger. I didn't understand their relationship moving forward and um, Shermin's relationship moving forward. It was just kind of like, let's just put some characters together and make a story. Well, I think, yeah. I think the reason why is because their character development was one dimensional. I don't want to get too spoiler into those Mm -hmm. guys, but they had one personality trait and it didn't, it didn't differ. It didn't, they didn't have any like inner monologue. They didn't have any gray areas. They were just perfect. Yeah. They stayed perfect the entire time. Maybe, maybe one time you saw, um she mean Charmaine mm-hmm. time he kind of got really angry but for the most part yeah. he's pretty perfect as far as the feminism aspect of him and yes. the same thing with Iger it was just like yeah. they have no dimension at all yeah and that was something that was just another thing where I was like I don't really care about these characters and I feel like I'm supposed to care about them and they're like journey together mm-hmm. in this world and I just don't I did for a little bit because Shermin was interesting yeah like his whole story was interesting so I was always like waiting for those pages to come around but yet again like it's they're one-dimensional like it, it, you always hope that something would get better it didn't no. what was the next dislike for you um I I thought that there was just way too much going on. And I, this happens a lot with debut authors where they're just so excited about their book and they just want to cram as much crap in their book as they can. And then it muddles the story. So this book has feminism, which is the overall mm-hmm. topic. And there's a lot of subplots within that theme. And yeah. then there's the Pacific realm. Why do I keep saying realm? 
rim thing and then there's some gods that interact with them there's an elemental system in the military that i was confused about there um is a romance we'll talk about in the spoiler edition like it's it's kind of like the hunger games where it's televised and they get points or didn't understand this points and they're like celebrities and um there's just it's just a lot there's a lot going on and it lacks focus yeah and I did not like that I was confused by the world we'll probably talk about that too I don't know if you were confused but I was super confused it's just too much yep yep that was my <laughs> my next thing was that the storyline was kind of all over the place you know because we get introduced to this world you know and them living in this like mechanical realm like I kind of deemed it like Star Warsy, but yet you need like your your chi to like power these things and then there's these you know robotic things that are kind of coming out of nowhere like at random times and you're like okay but yet we have elemental powers somehow oh. that we can channel like if we're fire or earth or water like or and I'm like why yeah <laughs> You know, so that whole, that whole part was super confusing. And then you mix in like uh, Chinese inspired, like history, you know, and how they used to conduct their, their government, you know, how men and women were treated, you know, and all of that. So it's like, you mix all of that in there with feminism. It's, you gotta just pick like a few. Yeah. Or your focus, because I feel like she was trying to get across like this feminist, you know, empowerment movement. That's great. Let's stick to that. Let's talk about that, you know, or let's talk about like channeling, you know, a male and females like different spiritual powers and how that when you find a balance, like it works perfectly and cohesive, you know, like there was just too much going on with the crazy world and there's stuff coming up from the ground. <laughs> mm. You know what I mean? You yeah. know, you know, I was like, I know. Cause every time the whole elemental thing came up, the author had to explain it every time. And if you have to explain time. it every time, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, and she, she could have left, left it out. out. It mattered. She could have left it out. She could have left it out and we still would have gotten the same story. Yeah. It's and that's what I mean by they get really excited and they want to put all this stuff in there and then it gets confusing. It's like she needs her editor to be like, girlfriend, take that out. You don't need it. Save it for the next book. Exactly. Or book two or something. Exactly. Well, maybe not book two, but you know. <laughs> What's something else that you didn't like? The world. I was a little confused by the world. Were you confused? Exactly. 100%. Okay. I was super confused. I was like, so are we in like, you know, the farmlands of Mulan, if you will. And then we're all of a sudden at like the emperor palace, like of the hunger games, like it, and then we're in like bunkers that are underground, like, and it's pitch black. I don't understand, but don't go outside. <laughs> yeah I, I didn't really know like and and this is me but because maybe I'll save it for the like section but there were moments where you're like picturing because it's kind of futuristic I think 
because they have hoverboards yes and you know these machines these huge machines but then when she goes to her village it's really like set in the past and so then when I was picturing it I'm like picturing like medieval almost but at the same time it's futuristic which is cool but it was kind of it was screwing up my brain and I had to try and get over it but I was confused about the whole being locked into the machine and the whole spirit it takes your or uses your spirit the chi I wasn't really confused about it was the whole spirit thing I was like I don't know how to picture this I can't I don't know what's happening and I, I couldn't understand it yeah, it was really weird, like how they got into that realm, because it almost reminded me of like Resand from Moss's books who like can read your mind and like get into your mind brains. Like that's kind of how I envisioned this spirit realm was like a battle of minds. But there was like, like a bridge that gapped between both of them or not gap, but like, you know, connected them that they could like you know, get into that realm. I don't want to give too much away because that's spoiling the book of all of it, but it's like, that's kind of how I saw it, but I didn't quite understand that dynamic either because yet again, like we're supposed to be sat in this futuristic world. And then it's like, she's over there, you know, eating soup out of a clay pot. Yeah. No utensils and sleeping on hay. Like, okay. You know, so it's just kind of like this I don't know there's well, I think a, there's that's kind of the lack of world building because it's actually kind of cool yeah. where a, a large part of the world is set in the future but mm-hmm. because she's so poor she's set in the past so if she had written it better it would have been effective but I just yeah. don't think she wrote it well her world building was just not as good as it's it could awful. Have been. And, and I'm going to say this and I never do this. I skipped half the time when they were talking about what the heck was happening in the world because I skipped the fighting scenes because it didn't make sense to me. Like it just, it got very, uh, like spirally. That's the best way I can explain it. Like, I was like, I feel like I've read this before, but maybe not. I don't know. And then the fighting scenes, I was like, okay boom boom bang like (laughs) um okay so the next the next part for me that I didn't like as I that I feel like once we got towards the end of the book we got some very vital information about the world that we should have gotten beforehand and it would have helped I think you know set the stage more set the scene more like it Without, without saying too much, like it was like all of a sudden we're getting like info dumped on towards the end. It's like, oh, 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 okay. I think I, those were supposed to be her big twists. I feel like it probably is, but I didn't enjoy it because I didn't understand the world. That's my big thing is because I didn't get it. So I was like, well, whatever. Of course, it's just, that's just going to come out of the blue. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Which, um, which sucks because it's like that's what you're waiting for right like you're reading a book and you're like okay I'm waiting for the big twist here we go and it's like oh, oh okay if you if you say so <laughs> well when you have a feminist book your twist isn't going to be that big of a twist because because we're women we kind of mm-hmm. have an idea of what a man's world looks like 
so the twist in my opinion i was just like well fucking duh like Mm -hmm. Um, yeah you go for it man my (laughs) issue my last like major dislike was the pacing I, i felt like the decision making was too quick um the scene some of the scenes were too quick and then the last quarter of the book was bananas I was like whoa what and and we'll get into it in the spoiler section but okay the pacing was freaking ridiculous yeah I put like that was my last major major thing that I like didn't enjoy was there was like this weird awkward lull happening like we're spending way too much time on us training and there's nothing happening from the training we're still just doing that okay cool you know like I just felt like I was re-watching the Hunger Games of Katniss and Peeta, like when they're at the Capitol over and over and over again, being questioned, you know, <laughs> in just different outfits. That's what it felt like. <laughs> but it, it did. It, it Yeah, whatever. It's fine. So, yeah. All right. Is it nitpicking time? Yeah, we can nitpick. Nitpicking time. Nitpicking time. I did not like the writing style. Um, I felt like she was trying too hard to be flowery and then towards the middle end of the book she kind of gave up on that and then like I could like see her outlining her book where she's thinking how am I going to get my main character to point b I know like I could kind of see her doing that so the Mm -hmm. writing was really clunky I just but yeah. that's a me problem. That's why I put it in the nitpick section. Mm-hmm. Somebody else may love it. I'm pretty sure they did. They gave it fives. Yeah. I personally like did not enjoy the lack of inner monologues happening. Like I feel like if we would have gotten that from our main characters, the way that I viewed them and how they all like kind of worked together, I feel like I would have enjoyed that more. Because there's, you know, her whole lack of relationship that we don't see with her sister. And I feel like that's a very pivotal part of who she is and why she's so upset. And it's like, she's there for like one scene in a dream, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, all right, go light it up, whatever. Like, <laughs> oh. Oh man. So I didn't enjoy that. Um, the, the next part for me was that like the big moment that she has at the beginning, that line was so dumb. Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, <laughs> Oh yeah. You know what I'm talking? I was like, yeah. are you, you couldn't have said something a little bit more edgy. <laughs> And I don't want to say it because it's a spoiler, but it was like, cool. That's fine. <laughs> she does that a lot. And I guess you can say that's consistency, but her, the, the little inner monologue that this book had, she would say, I can't let them do this to me. What should I do? And then she'll bust out with this huge moment where she says something cool. And I'm like, 
she did that like five times I yes she did and it was like yeah oh okay so glad you figured that out a plus for you like <laughs> you're done learning from the master at this point in time <sighs> do you have any other nitpicks yeah um there were no main villains in the book like she is both the hero and the villain but because she's incredibly underdeveloped and I'll go into her underdevelopedness in the spoiler section um she wasn't a very effective villain and one could argue that the patriarchy (coughs) one could argue that the patriarchy is the main villain but it was so one note yeah and yeah and once again we're women and we experience misogyny all the time Mm -hmm. so the issues these man issues in this book been there done that and so it's hard to write a patriarchy book to women because you got to bring something new some fresh something different and she kind of does but it doesn't make it an effective villain it's it's I have this, I have something like this in the like section, but as far as a villain, because we live with this villain every day. So you got to come with something new and she, she did, but not good enough. Yeah, no. And I, and, and I agree because I, I, we can talk about that in, in the like section. So I'm going to, I'm going to pause. I agree with you. (laughs) Um, my last like nitpick was that I didn't like the relationship thing. Yeah, we'll save that for the spoiler. That's my nitpick. I personally pessimistious. <laughs> Had some issues. All right, so we'll move into our like section. Um, well, I was gonna say I really enjoyed a book that was inspired by Chinese history. Like, and she prefa- I applaud the author for this because she prefaces like this was not exactly what happened please understand that this is taken from multiple years of conducting research and picking and choosing what she puts into it it's a Chinese inspired story it's not a verbatim like you know so I enjoyed that from her perspective because you can tell I the amount of research that went into this like just in foot binding alone like foot binding stopped like a hundred years ago like it very recent you know and why that was so important in Chinese culture for their women to have bound feet and what that symbolized and all of this whole entire thing so I really enjoyed that aspect because I haven't read something like that yeah agreed that was my first like is you know, I learned something new about uh, Chinese culture that I don't really, well, I don't know any Chinese people mm-hmm. and I don't really know much about Chinese culture. So I did like that I learned something new. Um, and I like how Zhao, Zhao planted the modern or she planted um, like feminism and like misogyny, not feminism, misogyny from a distant era and put it into a modern world. Mm-hmm. So I like how yeah. she kind of combined all of that. Yeah, 
I enjoyed that because it's something that we don't get to see. And I think if it would have been done in, you know, the era that it actually happened in, I don't, I don't think it would have hit as close to home, if you will. Like we wouldn't have felt for our main character the way that was intended, that she had intended us to feel for her. Um, I really enjoyed this book because it's a sci-fi perspective. First of all, like, come on now, that's exciting. Like we're not reading about dragons and you know these people don't like these people like there's a little bit of a mixture kind of like aurora cycle like in there like I kind of like had like that kind of feel but with like Chinese inspired culture and a little bit of it still set in like Camelot days (laughs) so I I like that because it kind of touched in each little area I felt like we were you know, in the Star Wars realm where each planet has something different to offer. But in this case, it was like different parts of the country was just run differently. So, yeah. Um, so going back to what I was saying about having the villain be the patriarchy and how we're women and we live misogyny every day. So it's kind of hard to make them the villain unless you're adding something new. Mm-hmm. I'd said that I was also a like I'm trying to find a quote because this book is quite Cody like she did have moments where she did have something interesting mm-hmm. uh she yes. had a different viewpoint and I think it's it's in, well other authors have tried to to write the misogyny slash patriarchy book and it did not do it didn't land at all and those books were lore terrible um the grace year which I gave a freaking zero hated that book because they did a poor job terrible Mm. horrible and Mm. flame in the mist by Renee Adier horrible they did they did a horrible job mostly because they're dumbing it down for teens a lot of readers are teen girls and they live misogyny every day too you don't have to dumb it down give them something new, give them a new perspective, give them something insightful. Um, but Zhao, Zhao, sorry, I, the author, oh. she, she did have some pretty good moments and some pretty good quotes. And I'm trying to find one in McKindle here. In McKindle here. I took so many notes, which is a good thing because the last couple of books, I didn't take any notes. And that usually means there's nothing to talk about, mm-hmm. which I hate. I I have a quote too that was between. Um, we'll read your quote. Igir's um, father and her. Yeah, that I felt was like that literally sums up what was happening in a lot of relationships back then. Um, but yet, like the male was supposed to be the dominant and the female was supposed to be the submissive in the whole yin and yang realm. Um, so I'll just share mine while you're trying to find yours. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So it is, he says to her, um, because the, their whole entire plot line right now is to promote um, this union that has happened. It is, you know, not something that you see every day. Is it a blessed union from the gods or is it a monstrosity, blah, 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 or whatever, you know, all based on their spiritual powers, um, 
with their chi and all that other stuff. But I don't want to say too much because this is still non-spoiler. Um, but he says to her, you will look like a slave to him on the surface, but the audience won't be able to help wondering who's really in charge because there's this whole battle between the male and female within these crystallises that they are powering and whatever. And they have been told one way as to how these things are powered. But in reality, you don't really know until they tell you. Yeah. That's really happening. Um, so I liked that because it's like, per Chinese culture, women were seen as slaves. And in some situations, you were not dominant. You do exactly as he say he says um but what he was trying to convey here was that but you really hold the power in this particular situation or maybe so yeah i know those are just powerful words to tell a 17 year old or 18 year old however old she is in this book there you go did you find yours yeah so i don't know what part of the book it is (laughs) But at one point, she's, this is one of her grandiose moments where she says, but if I don't detach myself from this fear, they will pummel, pummel me with it, choke me with it, enslave me with it. So I thought that was a pretty good quote, something different. So she can't come across as afraid because they will use it to their advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, she has several moments these several epiphany moments if you will and yep. then she like sucks it up and then just <laughs> overcomes it it's like okay well mm-hmm. yeah and there's another one where she says um the entitled assholes of the world are sustained by girls who forgive too easily and I was like okay okay gotcha and then she proceeds to go there's nothing i'd like to do than rid the world of entitled assholes (laughs) you know so it's like that's like throughout the whole entire book where you're like go girlfriend woohoo okay go girlfriend (laughs) yeah yeah, I was doing a lot of fist pumping in uh, some of these quotes. They were pretty good. And yeah. she didn't dumb it down for teen girls either. Like, she's mm-hmm. like, these men are pieces of shit. And this is what I think about it. And there were some pretty profound, insightful words that she had to say. Yeah. Which, once again, you don't see too often in YA. These are yeah. grown-ass women writing these books that have yeah. world views, real world views. Put it in the book. Don't dumb it down. Yep. Which I applaud because like, here's another thing. Like if this is, if you're, if your audience is supposed to be YA, give it to them straight because they're going to figure it out in the real world. And they're going to wish that someone had said it to them the way that the author is explaining it to them, because there is this thing in our society where we dumb down stuff. And it's like, why are you doing that? You're raising up little citizens. Don't lie to them. Like, or else it's just going to continue to cycle. And I like that. Like, yes, some of these things can be seen as trigger warnings, right? Because there's a lot of violence. There's a lot of innuendos of sexual assault that's happening within this book, abusive relationships, 
and all of that. But there comes a line where it's like, you don't really need to hide them from what's happening right here because that's also happening. Yeah. So there's one, another thing on the same note when we're talking about like dumbing it down for teen girls. One thing that she does that I like is a, a lot of times teen girls, like I said, there are girls and they're dealing with this at school, but they don't know how to, they, they have, they struggle with what does this mean? I don't feel good about this, but I don't know how to express myself. And Mm -hmm. through ZTN, she's teaching them how to kind of express yourself. And there's a moment in the book where she's sitting next to another trainee or inductee or whatever. And the girl is like, why are you wearing that pin? You look different. And ZTN, instead of cowering in a normal YA book, she would be like, oh, maybe I do look different. Maybe I take my pen out. Or, and, or she would say something that she feels, but she keeps it to herself. ZTN doesn't do that. She says, why are you, I don't know exactly what she says, but she's like, why are you, why do you care about my pen? And why are you like, who cares about my pen? I want to wear it. I like it give me my pen back. And she says it to her face. Yeah. And she does and it she, several times. She says it to the woman's face. Why are you, why are you taking up for this man? Why is everything you say about a man? She says it to the girl's mm-hmm. face. So yeah. I like that she has her protagonist be honest and deal with women and men who are, mm-hmm. you know, and- And she gives you two different kinds of women that are going to, throughout your life, encourage you, whether good or bad. So she views that with like the two different pilots that are women that are balanced, if you will, with their partners. And you have the one woman that's like, stay away from my man. Don't be looking at him. Yada, yada, yada. Um, dupe your family. You don't need them. They're just going to screw you over. And the other one's like, but don't you want your family to be by you? Don't you want them to still protect you and love you? And it's like, whoa, like, but that's what we're greeted with in society. There's a one that's like, you have to fend for yourself, do what makes you comfortable because know that there's always someone going to screw you over in the long run. You know, the other one's like, Oh, but they're your family. And it's like, but which would you choose? <laughs> you know, and ZTN is, she's, she's met with that crossroad. And so she decides ultimately like how she's going to be. But I liked that because it's like both of those women who are seen as these like high powering women and it's okay, you know, that they view the world in two separate ways, but that's how women are. There's two separate ways that women live throughout the world. And I liked that because she had to choose how she wanted to live. So I think we're ready to move into spoilers. Don't you think, Dawn? Um, I have one more life. Do you have anything else? She goes, I have one more life. Let me see. I cannot read my notes. My handwriting is atrocious. She can't read her notes. Okay, so I like the idea that Z- the author made ZTN a supervillain. Um, I think a lot of authors are afraid to make their character bad. So I think they're afraid that the reader wants to root for the good person 
and they don't want their character to be unlikable, the dreaded unlikable main character. So I like that she went for the supervillain and she went for it. I will not say that she's a perfect supervillain because I have read better. Um, I think Adelina from The Young Elites and Marcella from Vicious by V. Schwab's are better supervillains, way better. But I like that the author went for it. She tried. Yeah. I have issues with uh, ZTN. We'll go with that. Go talk about it in spoiler edition. But yeah. that and I like that she wrote against trope and she kind of poked fun at YA tropes. Yep. So I, the book was unpredictable. I was afraid because I don't read the synopsis. But you know, lately, I hate the old... I have been hired to kill this boy, but then I fall in love with him. I hate that shit. And I was like, if she falls in love with Guang, I am done. But she killed him. Like I said, I didn't read the synopsis, so I didn't know that was going to happen. But I was so happy. I was like, okay, let's go. Let's go. She's setting it up for a book that is not a trope. I'm happy about that. That was my main thing as well for that line. I was like, I swear to goodness, if you fall for this boy that you've been set out on a hell-bent adventure to kill him and you fall in love with him, I'm done. Like, I'm calling you and telling you, we're done. I'm not reading this crap. <sighs> every time. Every time. Every time. Just kill him. You say you want to kill him, do it. I don't, I don't understand why we got to go around the bush. Just do it finally a book I was saying I don't know when I don't know which podcast but I was like can I get a book where she kills him for once finally I got it yes that's another reason why I couldn't rate it as low as like my instant reaction was because when you go through it you're like but she still did good she still did good like that's why I gave it such a high score well not a high score but that's why I gave it a higher score than I normally will because she did some stuff that you don't see in normal YA. So I felt mm-hmm. compelled to give it a higher rating because of that. Yeah, exactly. So if you have not read Iron Widow, we would recommend you try. Like, because everyone is going to have a differing opinion as to if they like it or not. And it's a great book for discussion. Yeah. So, so what we is our are going to book before we go into spoilers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are going to be doing Beyond... I'm looking it up. Beyond, beyond the Outer Sky. Beyond the Other Sky. What's the name of the first book? The Other Side of the Sky. The Other Side of the Sky. This one's called. Oh, shoot. Sorry, guys. Uh, beyond the End of the World. Beyond the End of the World by <laughs> Amy Kaufman and Megan Spooner. That is going to be our next podcast. That is book so- two to the other side of the sky by the same authors obviously and yeah. I feel like this book is incredibly underrated no one is reading this book I don't I know, know why it's a good book if you like sci-fi and fantasy that it's similar to this where it goes against trope it's got a pretty mm-hmm. good romance there's some yep. some alternate romance if you will just like this book and we'll get into that in the spoiler section like if you liked Iron Widow, then I recommend reading The Other Side of the Sky because I it's it's leaps and bounds better. I think we gave it like a four and a half. Like we really liked it. So yeah, this is on our top ten. Read it. Yeah. 
So we'll be doing book two yeah. in our next yeah. podcast. Which I'm really excited about because there was a major plot twist at the end of book one and I really hope it's great. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping this is a good book. <sighs> We're hoping. We're not starting off 2022 on a sour note. <laughs> this will not We're be read a year of the lore. And the written in moonlight. It will not and be Isabella Ibanez. Oh my god. All right. So we are now going to get into the spoiler edition in a five, four, three, two, one. I tried to do my rhythm nation countdown. I didn't do it well. All right. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I, I think I threw my hand backwards though. <laughs> Spoilers. Okay. There's there's which one do you want to get into first? Let's talk about the last quarter of this book. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. You want to go there? Okay. Yeah. All right. I want to go there. So, so this whole entire time we've been dancing around this threesome circle. Okay. And there are hints all over the place about this threesome circle happening. Is there, between. Are there hints? Yes. To, uh, to, oh. Iger, to Iger. Yes. But she sure mean it just comes yes. out of nowhere. Yeah. No. No, oh, because okay. he makes oogly googly eyes at him and it's talked about. Oh, okay. Well, that and must have been the part that's while she's wounded from her bullet wound, like next to each other. Bros don't do that. They oh, okay. don't snuggle for comfort. They don't. I must and, have I must have skimmed that part. Oh, that, that, okay. So it was that part and the part before that, when they were trying to rid, um, Shermin of his alcoholic addiction that is going on okay. and he's like reaching out to what's his name. <laughs> I can't say. He's like reaching out to him and he's like comforting him and he wants him to comfort him. And she's over there like, Man, he's better at comforting than I am. <laughs> you know, so that whole thing happens. And then they're all using together to power this vermilion bird thing into this war. And then their team decides to turn on each other and starts attacking their crystalless bird thing. And then the, the king that's been dead for 200 years, they find his old ship and he's still alive with the virus. I know. How was he 200? I was so confused. I was like, he's 200 years old. Like, how are you not dead? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like the whole Aurora cycle, like where she's like frozen in time. Like, I get that. But he was like underground, like somehow his she was into him because his chi power was earth. If I got that right, girl, there <laughs> were there were moments in this book, the end, last quarter, where I had to reread something four times because I was so confused. Like mm -hmm. the part where um, one of the Iron Princesses kills Charmaine because the sages have her kids yeah and, the kid. and then oh and then they said that oh your family by the way they have your family I did not get that at all I had to read like four times to understand what was happening uh-huh yep still don't whatever well that happens uh <laughs> dies 
And then the gods that were mentioned once at the beginning of the book, they magically come back at the very, very end. And they're like, um, excuse me, homegirl, but if you're gonna be Empress, by the way, she declares herself Empress. All of this happens in the last 50 pages. Mm-hmm. She declares herself Empress. And they're like, um, excuse me, homegirl, if you're gonna be Empress, then you need to do our bidding that the sages did. Are these yep. guys or are these men? Prediction, what do you think? I totally think they're in an alternate universe. Like that's okay. like they're on a planet that's not their planet. So you think and it's so- the Witcher and they're <laughs> Um, okay. But I do, I do because their whole entire word to her, um, save the emperor, cure the disease or whatever it is. And I think that the humans are the disease on the hunting planet. I think they were displaced there during the war and they never left. That's why they're having all these hunting attacks. Okay. That is my thing. That's what I think is happening. Could I be wrong? A hundred percent. But that's what I gauge. That makes sense. That makes sense. You know, because like these gods show up out of nowhere and the whole entire book, they talk about the gods, but like no one's ever seen them, but they still pray to them. That's like, but they're not doing anything for you. So why would you pray to them? Well, they sometimes give them stuff that they can't like it. it, It's like the Hans. Did I say that? whatever whatever the humans are they're too dumb to make their own technology and the gods give it to them whereas the hundens are smarter than them did i get yeah. that right i i but... that's what i got they're they're dummies the humans are yeah. dummies. so that yeah. happens right and they're like you need to restore the sages once gave us or whatever they said and she like does she kill her family did yes. I get that right? Did she yes. kill him? She killed yeah. him. Yeah, so she she killed Okay, so she like tells the emperor, no, bro, you're going to sit in the girl's seat. I'm going to sit in the dude's seat because I know how this shit works. You guys kill us because we're more powerful than you are. <laughs> and whatever. And he's like, okay, cool. I'm 200 years older than you. Maybe time has evolved. I don't know what went through his brain, but he decides to give up his yang seat. And so she sits in it and she's able to do whatever. And then she's like, oh, by the way, we're like the most powerful people in the whole world. You're still the emperor. I'm the empress. You guys, I'm your worst enemy. Be prepared. And um, is Shermin still dead or is he alive? Well, that's what the gods have over. Well, the gods can reanimate him, bring him back to life. Yeah. So they have that on her. And then um Iger's dad is just like, I got nudes. And Iger's like, no, you don't. I'm gonna kill you. Kills his father. Just out of character. He's been this nice guy the entire time. Then he's like, Bye dad, peace. Kills him and has no remorse, no feeling, nothing. Yeah. I don't understand is where did Iger's like power come from where he just magically decides that if he gives up his chi to them it's more powerful if they do it all together what what does that mean how do you just go 
take my blood. It's fine. Like, I just saw him as like, yes, gear. Like, <laughs> that's what I was saying about his character. He's just like a super feminist. He loves her to death. And he's just like this huge ally. Kills his father for her. Mm-hmm. He's got money. He reads the book. He's wealthy. He's perfection. He's perfection. Yeah. And has no no bumps along the way. None. That mm-hmm. is not a character. I don't know what that is. And he looks at her. He goes, forget living in the cabin. Why don't we just rule the world? Like, okay. <laughs> it's like he got like such a huge power trip watching her. Yeah. Like, you know. Exit out of her chrysalis, if you will, like a giant butterfly. <laughs> That's how I saw But that whole I was like, okay, so now people are helping each other against the Hunnids. Okay. I thought it was like every man for himself type of a thing because then they start treading each other. But now me go on now exactly where he came out of the ground you're breaking up say all that over what i didn't understand was that you know they were all battling against each other and then they were working together and then now we know exactly where the emperor who died 200 years ago was buried and we can go and find his ship i don't know where that came from well that's the problem with the pacing she mentioned it once her and guang had one and Guang is in chapter two. Mm-hmm. They talk about this lost emperor one time. He gets shanked and dies, and then all of a sudden we find him. True. Oh my gosh, that whole scene was so cringy. I was like, oh my goodness. And he's like, come on, baby, don't be like all oh, the other girls. It really was. I and then he he which I thought was weird. And I was like, is this going somewhere? Because she's there to kill him because he killed her sister and not in battle. Like she dies somewhere else. And he's, he, he asks for permission. He says, are you, are you sure you want this? And I was like, is that what a misogynist would do? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I was confused because I thought they were setting him up to be a misunderstood guy and she was going to fall in love with him and I was going to be pissed. But yeah. no, she shanks him. So I was like, okay. In the mind realm, she kills him, by yeah. the way, somehow. Pulled that pin out and was like, whoop. <laughs> um, so that part, I was like, okay. So maybe they were an equal match or it was the matter of like she was so much stronger than him and she overpowered him which doesn't happen and that's how the iron widows are made i don't know because they kill their boy counterparts that's so weird and they literally prep them like they're going into a marriage bed like that was like the other like weird disgusting thing of this whole Introducing a new concubine to you. Go and enjoy her because you're going to kill her the next day. Okay. You know, the whole like bathing treatment. You're going to smell nice. You're going to wear this stuff. Okay. You know, and then we meet 
what's his name? Uh, Shermin, who has an alcohol problem, a severe alcohol problem, is wearing a muzzle over his face like a dog and lives in a tiny little bunker. This grown boy. What did he do? But yet he all of a sudden is super kind and gentle to her. Yeah. Misunderstood much? I, okay. You really are. And he's also perfect. I killed my whole family because they raped a woman. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that the ultimate awesomeness? Yeah. And now and- he's a monster that they've like tortured him, like legit tortured this guy. But he still has a perfect heart because he yep. feels bad for all of the lies. Eyesight's of- bad because he was reading in the dark in his cell. <laughs> I'm spooning. <laughs> I just envisioned him with like Edna mode from uh, what is that? Incredibles with these like ginormous magnified glasses on his face. I can't see because he's just practicing his calligraphy. Oh yeah, <laughs> practicing his calligraphy. misunderstood and he's perfect and there's only one time which we didn't mention that also have the last 50 or so pages where they kill the head strategist oh oh Oh, yeah then he just he kind of has a well he helps kill so they they kill the head strategist because they want to know about the connection in the in the you know their little crystalluses and they just kind of leave his ass in the toilet kill him and leave him in the toilet and then that's it they don't get punished for it nobody finds him yep yep and i want to know where did where was the strategy to decide we're gonna drown him like a fish we're gonna drown him yeah and that's that was one of my other problems as far as her character development i was saying she she's a super villain but she's a shitty one because she's underdeveloped. Like, first of all, we were talking about, you were talking about how she is just all of a sudden this angry feminist. Where did this come from? Mm -hmm. It's not like she knew some other women that were like, this is wrong. No, she just kind of becomes a feminist based on her own experiences Mm -hmm. of, you know, her father and her grandmother binds her feet and like she just decides this is unfair which Mm -hmm. is is understandable now I'm going to become the revolution so she makes herself the revolution by just kind of falling into things she doesn't plan anything there's no planning here she has to she she plans the first kill but she does it accidentally in the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. And then some of her other plans she gets because of convenience, because of Iger. Iger knows a way to get into the party to kill the head strategist. And yeah. they just kill him and leave him in the toilet. No plan. There's no plan here. And every everything that mm-hmm. she, like, she's like, oh, I'm going to find one of the other I- iron princesses and they're going to help me get somewhere. I can't remember what she needed for that. And it's just like, she just happens to know one of the most powerful boys in the land. And his father is the big media mogul. 
that's not a plan you know somebody like there's there's no planning here how, she just kind of falls into it and now i'm going to make myself empress how are you going to rule mm-hmm. when you have no plans that's not a good villain not. you have no army you have a bodysuit that you can channel your chi in and you but you need two two weeks to recharge fully yeah to operate in it and then oh my has, like and this is another thing that was stupid is that her whole well her plan which is the shitty one i've already established that mm-hmm. it's shitty her plan is to 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 rid the world of misogyny is to kill all the men no you can't kill all the men it's not gonna it's not gonna solve your problem mm-hmm. you need to educate them because you also then have to kill the women who raise these boys who become misogynist men you're going to kill all the women too mm-hmm. that do that that raise their boys wrong and you're going to kill the women who who have you know been gaslit into falling for what these men have told them that their their mission in life is you're going to kill them too no that is not mm-hmm. how you're going to rule people you're just going to kill everybody which but she kind of did yeah. she killed all the sages and the strategists and some of the other military people, like, she's Gilmo. Yeah, she just went on a killing spree, honestly. Like, she's President Snow in a sci-fi Chinese world. <laughs> like, oh my. Or on episode six or seven or whatever, where she just. Yes. She loses her mind. Wow. Yeah. Um, so all of that I had problems with because it was like, my main thing is like, how in the world are you going to all of a sudden know all of this information from being a farm girl, a frontier farm girl that your best bet was to get tested and selected to live out your best 48 hours as a concubine? in one of these pilot ships Mm -hmm. or you can marry someone mediocre who is literally just going to use you to pump out babies those are your two options in the world and she decides i'm your worst nightmare (laughs) is that your impression that was my impression i was like you've got to be freaking joking like in this transform like bumblebee bot like (laughs) stating that whole freaking thing that made me so angry um and then like her just her relationship with the two guys where she was like well love is love is different for everybody I I like you both I love you both so I think I'm gonna have you both and they're like okay (laughs) and I was like what you know, and I was kind of hoping, this was just me personally, this is a me thing, this is nothing against the book, I was hoping that her and Charmaine would kind of be like, that they would get to a point where they loved and respect each, respected each other versus like having this marital, like twisted relationship. Like it was more of like a friendship, like I love you because I respect what you're doing. Yeah. You know, like he's been gagged and literally drowned in alcohol over and over and over again until he would get in 
to fight or whatever because of his spirit power you know and so when she learns that it's like one little section where she goes oh wow I misjudged you okay that's a huge character growth point thank you so much I was waiting for that you know (laughs) but that's it it's like literally this this much information that we get she's like oh maybe I was wrong about you you know Mm -hmm. and Iger like all of a sudden being this like I just saw him as like a good old strategist guy. That's just, he's running numbers. He's doing daddy's job because daddy's paying bills and he can do whatever he wants. And all of a sudden he gets it up his butt that he's going to rule the world too, because he knows everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Yep, I I agree with, with all that. Um, um, I it, that whole scene was just bonkers because just a couple minutes before he was thinking about Wendy, Shermin thinking about Wendy, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm over Wendy. Let's get to banging." And then at the same time, old girls or TN is like this is freedom. Freedom is, uh, freedom is, a is a menage a trois. That's what freedom means. Yes. Do it because you want to, not because someone told you to do it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah. That, I felt really bad though for Shermie because of Wendy like Wendy was supposed to be like his balanced match right like they were supposed to continue to fly the bird and for some reason she had a, a shortage where he pulled too much energy from her and basically killed her on accident didn't know that that he could do that well they've been lying to them this whole time about the yin and the yang and maybe if they hadn't have been lying to him she wouldn't have died like, like the felt- girls don't have to die they yep. just use them up which i thought that that was another pretty good like analogy where they basically use the women until they just die and that's mm-hmm. a symbol for you know abused women you just use them and use them and use them until they just they just die either mm-hmm. through mostly through the hands of men they kill them yeah um, so I, I I liked how they use that little symbolism there I thought that was pretty interesting yep I mean it's very powerful that there were very powerful moments in this book mm-hmm. that it's like oh yeah that's what happens in the world Maybe not in our sci-fi realm, but it doesn't yeah. happen. <laughs> and you know what? I have found myself on Toxic Man TikTok. I don't know how I got there, but it's really not Toxic Man TikTok. It's women who take down Toxic Man TikTok. Oh, and okay. some of the stuff these men say, I had no idea. Like there's this one guy who's just like, don't you don't want a woman with a used vagina and she has to obey you because if she can obey the law, she can obey you. Like these men are insane. And that is what I was reading this week. Mm-hmm. Toxic man, TikTok. 
Yep. A hundred percent, you know, because they've been trained that way. They have been trained to think that way. Just like the women have been trained to think that way. It's not just like all men are evil. They don't know no better because they've been told that they're better. Yeah. And some of them are like, I don't think I'm better, but I don't know what to do because no one goes against the grain. Shame on you. If you go against the grain, Mm -hmm. you rile and stuff up. (laughs) (laughs) So all in all, I definitely, it was one of those books for me in particular that I found myself like wanting to read it because I wanted to see what was going to happen. I wasn't just like skippity doo da day. So if she had just, just focused more on the feminism part and then the fighting with the big machines, and then we come to find out that the Hundons are the indigenous people and they were planted there and kept the God stuff in there because that was cool. If she mm-hmm. just had a focused on that, this mm-hmm. could have been a really good book. But because oh, yeah, 100%. Of other stuff. Yeah. And who knows, maybe book two, she'll like hone in a little bit more on some of like those specific things. Because honestly, honey, we don't need the whole like earth when fire thing. Like we're... <laughs> Ain't doing nothing for us. No. Just talk to me about these Gaudi Dudas and these awesome mechanical beasts that you get to operate. Yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> and maybe so. develop your main character more. And so your other characters. The smartest person in the room syndrome. Like, still make her the villain though, because she. Yeah. I want to read that. Like, it's something different. I'll but read give it. Her a little bit more life experience. Mm-hmm. And to just have her all of a sudden know everything and yeah yeah make her a good villain <laughs> you have life experiences that were all bad to be made into a bad villain but what do we know all right that was the spoiler edition of the iron widow by shirin J. Zhao. And I don't think I'll be reading book two. I didn't like it enough to read book two. I appreciate it, but. I will not be reading book two. Unless for some reason, it's not a bajillion pages and I'm really bored on a Saturday. Maybe. I'll pass. Maybe. But my gut reaction was not to. But we're curious to hear what you guys think about it. So go ahead and comment and tell us what you think when you do read it or if you just want to hear us talk more about books we can do that too yeah otherwise thanks for joining us and we will catch you in the next podcast Bye-bye. bye